0: Hello again, and welcome to another uh, session with the Alliance Voice Ministries. I'm Richard Spangler, and as you know, we're doing a series on the Constitution of the Kingdom of God, and uh, this part is going to be Article 3. I call it the heart, Um, because without the heart being in the right place, it's hard to uh, um, understand what God is doing or what he is saying, and so this is Part 5 of the series, and Article 3, like in the Constitution, is the heart of the Constitution. It's where the... um, judicial system, rules to protect uh, our Constitution of the United States, and other in other instances deci- deciding and looking at what has been done by the other two branches of government or a state in relationship to the people. Now, in this case, we're talking about the heart relationship between people and between God, and we're going to start with uh, uh, start with Matthew chapter 6. And this is the part where it talks about, uh, the first part of it. Is, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. For if you do, you will not receive any reward from your Father in, heavy, in heaven. So it says, Don't do what the hypocrites do. Don't sound with loud trumpets on the streets and to be honored by others when you give something to someone to tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. When you give to the nudity, do you not know what your left hand is on your right hand is doing? So that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. This is a very interesting passage because there were people in those days, and there are people today, who announce when they help the poor. They make a big deal out of it. And, and in this case, they would come and find a poor person in the synagogue or on the streets, and they would make this big presentation of their gift to this person. Now, this presentation was very self-serving uh, to those uh, who, who did it, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and others, and probably the priests, because it made them look good in the eyes of the people. But my, the thing that came to me is, what does it do to the person that's receiving? They are, they are looked down upon. Even as they're receiving the gift, they may even be embarrassed by all the attention and by all the noise that's going on around them because of the Pharisees and the Sadducees making this big display of what they're giving. And that's reading God said they're hypocrites. They're only concerned about themselves. They're only concerned about their appearance. Their heart's not with God. It's a self-serving move. And again, he says, when you pray, don't be like them that stand in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. To tell you the truth, they received the reward in the full. That's where he says, Go into your own room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen, and then the father the father who sees what is done in secret will in will reward you. Again, a matter of the heart. If you're doing something for show or for display, it gets you nowhere. All those players, all those things, they go about as far as from your mouth to the dirt. Because if you're doing it in that way, you're not doing it the way God's saying to do it. And that's to come to him, to look to him, and to, do, to be concerned only about him. And don't keep babbling on like the pagans do, that the think they'll be heard in the time of the temples and the pagan worship. And even today in pagan worship, they keep repeating prayers, they keep repeating words, and, it's, and it's hoping that their God will hear them. Don't be like them. You know that your Father knows what you need before you ask. And then he goes into this is is how you should pray. We call it the Lord's Prayer. And it's our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The first part is setting your heart right with God. You're hallowing him. You're honoring him. You're praising him. You're worshiping him. And then you're asking for his kingdom to be done. On earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you're saying, God, I want your will. I want your direction. I want you for my life. And then give us our this day our daily bread. Asking God for provision. Not wanting to explode out and ask God for more. God will give you daily what you need. And you will have enough. You may not have all that you want, but you will have enough. And he gives us, most of the time, he gives us more than enough. In our society, we have more than enough. I look at my pantry, it's full. My refrigerator is full. My freezer is full. So God has given me more than enough. uh, And I have a wonderful position that I work in and and have money coming in, money in the bank. And God has taken care of my daily needs. And he says, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Forgiveness is a key. You have to forgive. There's no choice about it. If you ha- if you know somebody that has a, you have an offense with, go and make it right. Or if you know somebody who's been offended by something you do, go and make it right. And then it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What a powerful statement. Asking God to don't let us go into temptation. Do- direct us away from uh, compromising situations. And deliver us from the evil one, keeping Satan far from us, the devil. Keep him far from us and our families is what it's saying here. These are all things God wants to do. And deliver us, lead us not into temptations, a very important thing in our society today. You don't want to be in a situation of compromise. It's too easy to slip over the line when you're already in a compromising situation. Whether you're with a, whether you're in a dating situation, make sure you're not alone uh, um, compromising your positions uh, uh, of physical intimacy with the person that you love. Until you're, ma- then when you're married, you know that's a different story. But make sure that you love the woman and you love the man. As you commit to each other, you commit to remain righteous. You commit to remain holy with each other and with God. And that also goes when you're out walking around. And that's very difficult because when you see things we see these days on the beaches here in Virginia Beach, it's very difficult to keep a pure eye and keep a pure heart. It also it goes back to reiterate, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others' sins your Father will not forgive your sins. That's a heavy toe, guys. God's saying, if we can't forgive, we don't have the heart of God. And when we don't have that, God's going to keep a record of us, of what we do. And at the same time, He's telling us, get rid of this stuff. Forgive people. Let it go. And God will even take you back to times in the past and you'll have to work through forgiveness. It happens all the time. There's a there's a turning that takes place in us when we're when we have an offense and we sometimes hold on to that offense we may not even realize a harsh word or a negative word that was spoken to us years ago is affecting our lives because we never really forgave it Uh, an example of this was a friend of mine was writing an article uh, for uh, cbn.com and she told me this story that she that she was writing god was flowing and her husband came in and did something silly And all of a sudden, everything stopped. I mean, it was an interruption, but it wasn't a big deal. She was trying to keep writing, and she couldn't. And she couldn't. And she finally said, God, what's going on? And God says, forgive your husband. She says, what? I wasn't mad with him. The matter was, she got annoyed with him. Because he interrupted, she went and forgave him, and the, he content, the, then the flow of the article came flowing out. It was an absolutely beautiful article. And that's the way God expects us to be with our heart, to forgive even the slightest thing. To, and when God brings something to your remembrance from the past, and you don't know where that person is, say, Lord, I forgive them. Help me to forgive. I've heard people many times say, I can't forgive that person. I just can't do it. They hurt me too bad. But that's where you cry out to God and say, God, help me to forgive. Lord, and then say, Lord, I want to forgive them. Help me to forgive. God wants you to forgive them, and the Holy Spirit will help you forgive them. They will help you walk through it. Now, this does not mean what they did was right. Any stretch of the imagination. That's not the deal here. The deal is your heart. And God's saying, when you forgive, I forgive you. Remember, that's a form of judgment. When you don't forgive somebody, you're judging them. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But the, when you judge someone, you get judged with the same judgment. Remember that. And, but at the same time, God's saying, forgive the way I have forgiven you. That's powerful. When you forgive, he has forgiven you. And that's the same status we're supposed to have with each other. When, someone has, when you have an offense with somebody, Forgive them. If you know somebody, if you've offended somebody, go to them and ask for forgiveness. Or if you think you forget you've offended somebody, go and ask for forgiveness. That way it keeps your relationship clear with that person and the heart relationship right with that person, but it also opens the way for God and you to have a greater relationship. You're in relationship with God, but unforgiveness chokes off it acts as a choke point to a relationship with God. And that's where you have to say, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. And then Jesus goes on to say, When you fast, do not we're going to talk about this fasting. Don't tell people, don't disfigure your face as, as others do when you fast. Again, they're trying for out of their own for their own reward, their own way, their own thing. And they're getting their reward. They're trying to show themselves holy and righteous when they're telling you, Oh, I'm fasting today. I'm fasting today. And God's 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 really hammering me on some stuff. My flesh is really weak. And I'm fasting anyway. And they're trying to get you to go, Oh, you poor dear thing. Praise God that you're fasting. We'll pray for your strength. You know, we'll pray God bless you. That's what they're looking for. And they're wanting to hear, you know, you're a great person to fast. I have nothing against fasting. Fasting is a biblical principle. But when you do it in that light, when you do it and you tell people what's going on and make it obvious that you're fasting, you're wrecking the whole purpose of it. Fasting is a discipline. It brings you into, you're supposed to spend that time with God. You're supposed to spend your time in in meditation and prayer and then seeking God, drawing closer to God. And so... Do it in a way that nobody will know. Wash your face, put oil on your on your head, like it says here, so that it will not be obvious that you are fasting. And don't go to play to some place where there's a buffet and say, "I'm fasting today. I can't eat." You know, I'm just putting that out there. That's, that's that's that same attitude. But when you do it with the right heart, seeking the Lord, seeking your relationship with your heavenly Father, then God will bless you. God will reward you. He also says, "Do not store up treasures on earth, where the moth and vermin destroy, and where the thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven, where there are no moths, no vermin to do not and do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, also is your heart. That's that's so important today. We look at people who have who keep accumulating wealth and keep accumulating wealth, thinking that's going to make them have more wealth, more wealth, the happier. I'll be." Well, the the sad part is, the 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 sadder they are. You look at the 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 people in in Hollywood or in the, in the, the, uh, those guys go through go through rehab like some of us take an aspirin. You know, they're doing rehab every other week. They're doing, they've got millions and millions of dollars, and they're ve- they're unhappy. their Their marriages are unhappy. their Their whole situation is unhappy. They're looking for something that they can't find in money they can't find in a big car they can't find in a, in a lifestyle of the rich and famous if you want to use the phrase they they are looking for something and the thing is they have to look to god that's where they have to do things of god it's nothing wrong having money there's nothing wrong with having being blessed but when you start you when that becomes your god and that's what this is saying when you start looking to it for your fine for for your for your for your, for your self-worth and your blessings the minute you lose it you're in trouble the minute your your career in whatever area it ends something happens and you don't have that career anymore you're in trouble your self-worth is gone but our self-worth is from god and what we do to store up treasures in heaven there will your heart be also god says in galatians 6 that when we sow into the spirit we will reap from the spirit eternal life so you need to be sowing into the spirit sowing into the kingdom of god and you're going to reap and it's a now word for reaping and it's a now word for will you're going to reap bundles of eternal life and then he goes on to say the eye is the lamp of the body for if your eyes are healthy your whole body is full of light but if your eyes are unhealthy your whole body is full of darkness if the if then the light within you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Here you go. You've got to get your eye you've got to make sure your eyes are clear. Spiritually clear, spiritually following God, seeing what God's doing, moving with what God's telling you to do, keeping your eyes clear, not looking at stuff that you shouldn't be looking at, pornography or any other number of things that are out there, are playing a video game where you're murdering people or shooting people constantly. That's not doing anything for your eyes. That's not doing anything for your spirit. And you're actually bringing darkness into your life. You're bringing darkness into your life because you're, you're shooting people. I've, I've looked at some of these games. I'm going... You know they got people running down the street just hitting people in the back of the head. You know it's 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 amazing what needs to be done here and what needs to change in our society. This is not the thing we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at nature. Look at the beauty of nature. Look at what God created. Think on the things of God. The worship of the things of God. Ask God to give you revelation and keep your eyes clear and healthy. It also says no one can serve two matters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And that's the close of it. God is really hammering this home. You can't serve money and God at the same time. When you start crossing over, you cross into a zone of danger that is far more dangerous than you imagine, because money is amoral. The way you earn it, the way you keep it is amoral. It depends on what you do with it. And you're, 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 you're either going to want more and more money, or you're going to want more and more of God. You know, the amazing thing is, the more you get of God, the more blessed you are. The more things you have come into your life for blessing. I'm not saying because you're poor that you're not blessed of God. You are blessed of God in ways you can't even imagine. You're blessed of God because of a, of a family. You're blessed of God in a lot of ways that you don't even think about, but you need to think about it. Think about it. You're blessed with your children. You're blessed with your health. You're blessed with your life. And if you're if you're still having health problems, then ask God to heal you. First and most important part is make sure your relationship with God is the number one thing, the number one thing. To have a relationship with God. That's what this heart section is about. It's not doing what the world does. It's not doing what people who want to show off and get grab glory and credit for themselves. It's dealing with relationship. The Lord's prayer is a prayer of relationship. Keeping yourself centered on God and on the kingdom of heaven is the relationship. That's the key to what this is talking about here. And if you don't have a relationship with God, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to say, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I want to know you. And if you've been walking with the Lord for a while and you haven't been having a relationship, stop. Set aside time with God and just say, God, and then when you get together, meditate. Be quiet. Solitude's a good thing. And you say, I say, Father, I want to be with you. Come and be with me. And amazing things happen in that time when I get still and listen for God and say, God, I want to be with you. Daddy, I want to, he's our heavenly father. He's our daddy. And I go, father, I want to be with you. Come and be with me. That's the heart attitude. That's the heart attitude. And then when you're walking in that relationship with God, it's easy to do the things that God calls you to do. And it's easy to do it with the right heart. And again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I hope it's blessed you. Remember, the heart is the the center of everything we deal with as believers, not the external, the heart. God looks on the heart, and we need to realize that and walk with him in a heart relationship. If you'd like some further things you can do to help the ministry of Lion's Voice Ministries, go to Amazon.com. I have two books there. One is called Adventures in the Spirit, A Series of Prophetic Visions. I wrote it about five years ago. Uh, It's available still. And also there's a new book, Covenants and the Fire, talking about the covenants of God and the fire of God, and God's fire is a passion. So please check those out on Amazon.com. And my name is Richard Spangler. Again, thank you for being with me. I pray for you daily that God will bless you and that God will bring you into a place of heart relationship with him. In Jesus' name, amen.